0: Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Full Circle. I am your host, Lika, and I am here to help you enjoy the moment as we dive deep into spirituality, business, leadership, and all things in between. I am so happy to have you back on this podcast, my loves. We are talking all things personal development and also random stories filled with life lessons. Remember that if you want to dive deeper into this work, I have online programs and private coaching available on my website. Check likaholyholistic.com.
1: I hope you enjoy your episode. We often talk and I even ask most of my guests on my podcast, what would you tell your younger self? As if this younger version doesn't really know much and that this new version is so much wiser, so much better. And part of it is true, right? When we grow, we have more experiences and especially if we're doing the work on ourselves, we just know better. But you know, today I had a little flip, a little switch into that mindset as I was connecting to a younger version of me, realizing that she had access to things that I don't have access to anymore some of her innocence her dream ability some of like the way she would be so open and so loving I don't have access to that anymore and I was like what can I learn from my younger self what can she teach me Um, and kind of reversing this process and being humbled that Because we have more life experiences, because we are growing in age, doesn't mean we know better. And I grew up in this environment where people were telling me constantly, respect the elders, they know better. And I remember when I was young, feeling very frustrated about that. It was like I didn't matter it was like I was too stupid to understand what life truly was like my feelings were not valid because I was young and I didn't know better and I didn't know what real pain was you know I remember my parents laughing at my emotions when I was brokenhearted when I was really young and being like oh wait until you're an adult and like you know I've heard sentences crazy sentences and God bless them they didn't know better but still, it's very painful to, when you're a kid and you're in your suffering and you don't know better. Of course, you haven't experienced crazy shit yet, or maybe you did, but they're not considered adult, adult shit. So they were telling me stuff like, oh, like, this is just young problems. Like, like if you cannot survive that, wait until you're an adult. Blah, blah, blah. Like, tons of, like, this conditioning And I just remember making a promise to myself that I will never do that to my kids, that I will never make them feel like what they're experiencing is nothing and it doesn't exist and it's being dismissed just because they're young and they don't know higher, better, deeper pain. Because there is no comparison of pain when you are in pain you are in pain and it's all you know in the moment so I went down onto this tangent just to be immersed in that humble towards young people I actually believe we have so much to learn from younger generations and especially from kids I feel like you know if we're truly listening they can give us the key to true happiness because it's when we grow up that we also get blurred like our vision got blurred by all the conditioning and the societal pressure and all the things that we think we should be doing or should be being whatever that might be for you we get confused but kids if you see a kid they will you know just leave their emotions they would like let them pass through they would be crying one minute and angry the next and then super happy they won't be attached too much to what's happening and they keep that innocence towards the world of pure out and discovery and curiosity And I guess as an adult, that's what I'm trying to practice so hard. So instead of being like, oh, I know better and I need to teach my younger self how to do things better. And I see how like even asking the question on my podcast, it's a beautiful question, right? It's like, what would you tell your younger self? And if I had to ask that question to myself, I think for a long time, the answer would have been, when I say a long time, it's like literally before right now, before today, I would have said you know like just be brave be yourself Um, no matter what you do follow your heart because that's the most important and even though I still believe those things and I will still encourage my younger self to do those things I will actually if I get in touch with her instead of telling her I would just ask her like how are you feeling what can I learn from you And I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about. At least I haven't really heard it so much. I often hear hear the, the opposite. What can I say to her so she does better? But she is a past version of me. I cannot really change her. Another part of my journey currently has been to accept and embrace every single version of me. Past versions of me. Because what I tend to do is when I grow and I embody a wiser, uh, more aware, more conscious, maybe more, I don't know, more sensual, more soft, more like funnier or yeah, just wiser in general, I have this tendency to reject every past version of me and to be like, oh my God, I I didn't know, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, I was so stuck in that, I was so insecure, I was like this, I was like that and I continuously reject those past versions of me as in a way to grow into my new self, like I have to reject the past in order to grow into the new And this time I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to really try to do things differently this time. And I'm going to try to just see that every single version of me is so valid and lovable. So I inject that love and that healing into all past versions of me in this moment. But I get this deep healing also from the past. Feeling that I don't know better or maybe I do but it doesn't matter because all that truly matters is being is who am I being right now and yes in the past there are stuff that I'm not proud of and with that being said that's not true because I am really proud of my journey I feel some kind of contraction and shame and embarrassment around certain expressions of myself I don't know times where I was lying or where I didn't take a stand for myself and I got stuck in a situation that I didn't like I'm ashamed about relationships and the way I handled them I'm ashamed about stuff I've done in relationships gosh you know like I don't know like I'm mostly ashamed about the lack of awareness that I got when I was younger and I didn't know better I feel like as soon as you are on that spiritual path or a path of self-discovery self-growth and this transformation and you're really on that journey of becoming a better version of yourself if it's a genuine commitment within your soul like you want to do better than you did yesterday then you also have to have that forgiveness. And forgiveness has been a big challenge for me, really. Not only for the people in the past that have hurt me, but especially forgiving myself. And you can do all the oponopono that you want and repeating to yourself, I love you, Uh, please forgive me, thank you, I'm sorry. You know, like... Yes, that's an amazing practice, but to get to the depth of what it really takes to forgive yourself, forgive all the versions of you that magnetized or attracted or experienced certain experiences in your life—who—that's another—that's another conversation. That's not just sitting in your room, doing a few rounds of oponopono. It's it's deep work where everything is going to show up to the surface so that you can alchemize all those versions of you you didn't like or you didn't forgive. And if you just place this intention to go into forgiveness, and I say you, but actually I'm saying me. I can only talk for myself. I can only share from my own experience. I feel like that is my greatest resource and that's why I love to share in this podcast and I love to share in general to whoever wants to hear it or not um my journey and my experiences because the you know that's my greatest teacher and I can extract lessons from what I've personally experienced and move through and and then hopefully help others or just show some compassion for others but Coming back to the forgiveness, the self-forgiveness. How deeply can I see, witness, acknowledge, make room, make space for every single archetype that I've played in in my life, every role that I've played in the story of my life? Even the one that makes me feel very awkward, very weird. The one that I still don't fully own. The one that I'm like, oh, thank God I know better now. And just putting a smile on my face and being like, oh my God, this version of me is so cute. (laughs) She's so cute she didn't know. Oh my God, this crazy bitch screaming at her boyfriend because she doesn't know how to express herself better. How cute or, you know, oh, so cute, she doesn't have any boundaries, so she gave herself and her time and her energy and even her body to whoever wants her, how cute, you know, it's a practice, like, it's not just a thought, it's not just something you can think your way through, it's not, you know, it has to be an embodied feeling, and you probably sensed it, even in my voice, Still, I'm it's a journey, it's a process. I'm not fully embodied in like how cute, because I'm like, oh, oh my God. And one of the energy that keeps us small, that keeps us limited is shame. We see it a lot, you know, working with sexuality, I see it a lot. One of the main blocks to intimacy or just just to a deeper embodiment and more confidence you know, when tapping into the sexual energy, the sexual energy can be extremely powerful, extremely healing, extremely liberating. But for a lot of people, it's really hard to access that energy because of the layers of shame and guilt and judgment and conditioning. But shame is a big one. Like when you shame something, when you shame an aspect of you, then it's like, it doesn't have the right to exist. And unfortunately, we sign up to be human. We are going to experience all of it. Whether we have shame or not, we're going to go through all of it. If you're a human being, you probably have or will experience some kind of jealousy, discomfort, um, awkwardness, um, frustration, anger, um unhealthy desires all of the things that you can feel shame about you know some kind of insecurities some kind of craziness confusion frustration whatever that might be your triggers are also a big indicator of where shame can you know be sneaky um Like, you know, having this sneaky presence where it controls you without you even noticing. That's the thing, because the first step would be to acknowledge where do you feel shame. Because sometimes shame takes different colors. You know, it's not the real color of shame. We don't perceive it. Sometimes it comes as anger or judgment or rejection or like, fuck no, I'm not that. You know, when people strongly reject something and you're like whoa this person is rejecting this so strong like i i'm gonna think about a, a silly example but um in my personal life uh because i just had a memory from um, my best friend's partner um he got so reactive when we were talking about influencers. And he was like saying crazy shit, like they kind of deserve to die and not to live. And like they're the most stupid people in the world, whatever. And I was like, whoa, that's some intense reaction here. But as I don't want to be talking about someone else, Because I have my theories for why he has this reaction, but I actually don't know. So I'm going to talk about my reaction because I used to feel kind of similar back then. And I'm sure I already shared this in the podcast previously. But I remember when I was studying uh, and I was doing a business school. So I did two years of preparatory school and then... Um, three years with a gap year of business school and in this field you are trained like you are the elite you know which makes me laugh a little bit honestly but that's really what they were saying to me and to the classroom especially during this preparatory school and then entering a business school they're telling you that you are meant to be the best that you are trained to be this, you know, like, I don't know, like they, that's a very ego driven uh, world, I guess. I think it's changing, hopefully. And, you know, just consciousness, like there is more consciousness now in the world in general. But back then, um, that's, that's literally the, you know, the conversations we were having and what our teachers and leaders were saying to us. And so there is this big, amount of value put on um the hustler and like working hard and so you know and it was also the beginning of this influencer game at the time like now it's very common and we know that you know they're just normal people and like it's actually super cool for them good for them if they love what they do um but back then I remember with my boyfriend we used to have that strong reaction of like, ah, uh, like, those people are not working and, you know, like, they're just lazy people and I can't believe that we live in a world and a society, like, just all these judgments. So it can come at as strong reaction and strong judgment when actually it's a part of it is shame because I believe that for myself, deep down, I envy it, I, ooh, I used to envy them. I used to want this life. I mean, come on, those people. From what I was seeing and from what I was knowing, obviously now I know better, but back then I didn't know. All I could see is people enjoying themselves, going to like luxurious places in the world, traveling, taking beautiful pictures. I love taking pictures. I love pictures. I love photography. And, you know, being in love, being sexy, being under the sun, and getting paid a lot of money for just, like, living life. So, of course, if, you know, I'm following this path of, like, super hard working, being trained to be the leaders of tomorrow and the management of tomorrow to be, like, very um, dedicated to my work. And then I see an example of, like, what, what that's actually possible, um, and I want it, but I'm conditioned and I'm trained to feel a, a whole other different way. So I feel a lot of shame for wanting that. So shame will take the color of judgment and rejection when actually it's a deep desire of mine, but I'm too ashamed to admit it and to own it fully. So, you know, it will take a different form. My point here is just to say, my God, let's be happy for like especially uh, influencer is not an easy job <laughs> like honestly just um having one foot in content creation for my own business which is not even like the job of an influencer but just creating content is so much work you guys it's so much work and sometimes it's not fun so just immense respect you know and if someone can do what they love and have a beautiful life bless them let's be happy for other people to have what they want it doesn't mean you have to want the same thing it doesn't mean that you agree with a certain lifestyle but let's be happy for others because if they're happy you're happy like happiness is something that is contagious the more people are fulfilled and they're doing what they love the more we can learn from each other and if we you know, put some judgment onto people and some hate onto people or envy and jealousy, which are also natural emotions to feel like we need to be able to feel them. But then coming back to something of, you know, acceptance and love for these people, because it brings the experience closer to you. But never mind. Shame can take many, many, many for Or it can simply be translated as an avoidance, like you don't want to look at something, you don't want to explore something, you're like, no, it's not for me, I don't even want to know about it, usually there are some layers of shame, especially when we talk about sexuality, you know, when people are telling me, I'm like, you know, that would be amazing to have a self-pleasure practice. Or, you know, to really reconnect with your body and to explore masturbation in a whole new way. And they will be, like, super triggered. You know, people that are usually very, very new to this work and completely ignorant of my work and my field and my industry. And I suggest that to them. And they have this strong reaction because this is fundamentally uncomfortable to go and sit with the shame because the shame that is yours but not just yours all the shame the body shaming um, that has been perpetrated through all path of life whether it's advertisement or even like and the entertainment industry with the movies and the shows um, you know magazines, yeah, that was a thing when I was younger. I don't know if it's still a thing. <laughs> um, now obviously social media, the porn industry, um, just what you've learned at school—like it's just perpetrated through everything. That especially for women, but honestly, men as well. Men has have also so much pain and so much body, um, image shit. Because we believe that, that's a whole other podcast, right? The big lie of feminism. But we believe that, you know, it's only female. But honestly, our bodies are conditioned with shame. That's a way of controlling our bodies. That's why we, you know, show bodies without any hair. Because if you're ashamed of your hair, your body hair, your smell, your shape, um, you know, what, what you look like, then... Of course, you're going to hate yourself and you're going to completely forget that you are God in a beautiful body and that you have power and it's easier for you to be, you know, docile and obedient and, you know, all the things. Let's not even get deeper into that just to show how when we bring that energy of forgiveness into areas of shame and the only way to uncover shame is first to recognize that there is shame second to be willing to sit with it because shame is such an uncomfortable feeling in the body think about something right now that you're so ashamed or you will be so embarrassed for it to like come out or just even with yourself you're just so ashamed of something you did or something you do or an aspect of your you know a part of your body or just some a desire, a fantasy of yours. Like think about your darkest, darkest, darkest fantasies. Like some people won't even go there. And I was this kind of people as well. So coming back to the sexual realm, I used to think that I was extremely vanilla. I was like, you know, I've, I've always been a very sexual person. I love sexuality. I love the connection with another being that you can have. And I love how it connects you to God so i was very open sexually but when it came to the deed when it came to when it came to the experience of sex the practice of sexuality i was like you know i'm super vanilla like missionary and thank you i'm good <laughs> and i didn't you know i was like oh no no i'm not kinky and all this world is like not for me no thank you and and i was kind of proud of that And I think this is a I see it in so many women and I see it changing when you start opening up the conversation around that and you see the level of of trigger discomfort shame of all the weird emotions coming up. So if you think about like kinky stuff like you can go from like very like basic BDSM to like some other types of practices that you think are hardcore or like really out of this world Um, and you start to like panic or freak out or feel a bit of shame or you're like, oh my God, like you feel uncomfortable in your body. That might be an indicator that you still carry on on you some kind of shame around your own desires and you're like oh I really don't want to go there like I really don't want to go there because society has made me believe and I believe it so strongly now it's so deeply in my conditioning that I cannot even see that it's not mine that it's bad it's wrong so I don't even want to go there not even with my mind so I'm freaking out at the idea of exploring if I actually could potentially have one of those fantasies as well inside of me. And I know that was my own journey of reclaiming everything that, you know, like that is actually an extremely good practice to taste the flavor of shame and be able to sit with it is to explore your dark desires. So maybe you can even Google. Uh, I don't know if it's a good idea to Google that. I've never done that. But you know, have a list. I've I've used to do that with some private clients. So that's a very, very good coaching exercise you can do on your own. You list out some sexual practices that you've never done, that you never really thought about, or you thought about it and be like, no, thank you. Um, You make a list about, I would say like 10 to 20 practices. Maybe you can even go to 30 if you want to explore I mean you can basically do anything in the realm of sexuality right and you go through them with an open heart and an open mind and you see what kind of reaction your body and your mind has does it like does it create panic or shame or like curiosity or like even like turning you on but you feel like you cannot own it you feel like you cannot like breathe into it you don't feel an expansion towards it some of them will be like no thank you for real Um, but others it will be a trick you know it will be a trick to this energy of shame that has been planted in us it doesn't belong to us this shame we're not born ashamed of our bodies of our desires or of our sexuality Like this, we're not born with this. This is something that we have learned and we have learned it in very subtle ways, but very extremely powerful ways. So it can be stored in your subconscious mind really, really deep. It can also be stored in your nervous system and in general in your body. So that's why having a somatic practice to move that energy when you come in contact with an area of shame or a little panic or a little embarrassment or a little uncomfortability and then moving it. See where do you feel it in your body and move. Have a practice that involves your breath, some kind of sound and some movement. If you can add some touch as well, perfect. Just have that practice of moving somatically yeah moving somatically like having a somatic practice that involves your body into the experience of shame so that you can actually let it go the best way to deal with that frequency of shame is is not to be like oh my god I see where I feel shame and then this is just shame adding another layer you know and you're because you're feeling ashamed of being ashamed so The antidote to that is deep, deep compassion and forgiveness. So it goes back to what I was saying about forgiveness. Can you forgive yourself? Can you put a little smile on your face and be like, how cute? Because that's probably what you would do if a friend came to you and confessed to you oh my God, I used to be so ashamed of this and I'm going to tell you something very vulnerable and they tell you something that, yes, it's super deeply embarrassing. It's so embarrassing that you feel their discomfort but they finally confess it to you. Probably you will have that reaction. I know I do. When my friends come to me and they admit something so openly and vulnerably, I can't help but have this like tender smile And this deep compassion in my heart and be like, oh my God, my friends are so cute. For some reason, it's a lot harder to apply that to myself. And I guess that's where the real medicine and the real journey is. How can we transmute and alchemize shame into empowerment through the power of forgiveness and compassion? Most of us, it's easier to offer compassion for other people and not for ourselves. And with that being said, I simultaneously believe that it's a bit of a trick to say that because technically, I, again, personal belief, it's not the truth, it's just a belief that I that I hold. I believe that people and me, you know, everyone, can only offer to others what we are willing to give to ourselves. Meaning that when I think it's compassion, is it really compassion or is it a way to not face my own lack of compassion? I know it gets a little tricky here, but for example, you think you love someone, you're in a part, I've experienced that many times, where I felt that I was very in love in a partnership. But was it love or was it attachment? Because I didn't fully love myself. And the thing is, I only realize it and have a, a higher perspective on that when I am fully, fully, deeply in love with myself. And then I can spot by contrast only where I was not fully in love with myself. And therefore, why I thought it was love but I was just so attached to my boyfriends or girlfriends or anyone for that matter. Not because I was so loving of myself. You know, I was like, oh my God, I love them so much more that I love myself. It was not true. It was not real love. You know, it was just just a, a little trick of the mind too. So I've, I just, it's... I don't believe it's possible to always be in this state of pure oneness and pure forgiveness and this angelic and unconditional love. Maybe it is for some people. In my own experience, even though I've tried really 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 hard to get there, I'm not there, and I don't think it's possible to always be that or you're bypassing a lot of your human contract because you came here to be human not to be a fucking angel and simultaneously i believe we're angels and we're god incarnated right but there is no like you know those people that i love and light all the times and spiritually bypassing everything you know all the anger and you know everything that makes us really animalistic, very primal, very human. And um I've always said it, but it's I think it's a big trap of the new age spirituality because you think you have to be perfect and every time you feel a little bit of your human coming out, you want to tame it so strongly. And you end up in this bubble, this this world of 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 God and angels, but you're completely disconnected from what's happening around you from suffering, from pain um, and and from your own self and from the earth. So it's, it's beautiful to bridge the earth and the sky, you know, the lower chakras and the highest chakras. But when we have this deep commitment to really embody more compassion for ourselves and we can give ourselves more love even though it doesn't mean we're going to always be floating in this space but we're committed we're a deep devotee of the path of love and we give that love to ourselves first we we find god within we find love within then it's so natural You don't even have to force it, just exude out of you and it will pour into everything and everyone and every relationship you have. Even the people you've resented. You love yourself so much more that you don't want to carry that anymore. And you can, if you get to that compassion for yourself, then you can extend it to everybody else and understand where they're coming from, knowing that they too are in pain. They too are suffering and... I believe we can create a better world for ourselves and just a better world (laughs) out of having a little more compassion. And that always, oops, that always starts with us. That always starts with what we're able to give ourselves. It doesn't mean we have to go on this journey alone because most of the times we're going to learn about all the places we don't have compassion through relationships Or life experiences with other humans. So it's great to want to live in a cave and be a holy man. You know, a priest in your cave. But is it really what you sign up for? Chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you're fully immersed into a 3D reality. Where you have potentially a job or a life mission. You have stuff to do, you have humans you interact with, Um, you know, you're not living in a cave, otherwise you won't be connecting to this podcast. (laughs) So if we sign up for that, let's be in the full immersion of that, in the full acceptance of everything that is part of this journey. And now I've been talking a lot about concepts and ideology and I want to invite you to come back to your body Right now with me, taking a deep breath in and an even deeper breath out. Let it all go. Inviting just a little more relaxation into your muscles, relaxing your face and your shoulders, your jaw. Maybe taking another deep breath. Maybe bringing some kind of movement to bring flow into your body. And see for yourself where you can explore the edges of your shame. So go and meet your shame with open arms. Be willing to accept that shame is a part of you. It doesn't mean anything about who you are. It's there and you're going to feel it in your lifetime. Probably more than once. Where can you bring a gentle smile and a how cute attitude to those places inside of you? How can you bring a deeper breath? A breath of release and acceptation to those parts? And how can you bring more joy and laughter that's part of the how cute attitude if you can laugh about it because that's actually funny like that's this human experience is really a cosmic joke right <laughs> so can you explore that and can you move it through your body and can you learn from a younger version of you instead of shaming how little did you know and what you did and how you behaved and what were your beliefs can you actually learn from that instead of bringing shame bringing curiosity and openness and be like hey baby girl or hey baby boy can you teach me something today what did you have that i've lost you know for me is a certain innocence and openness and I feel like I had a lot more gratitude, honestly, when I was younger. It's a freedom, you know, A being a bit mindless. I was not so much in my head as I am right now. And I'm like, can you teach me? Oh my God. And you know what I would love to learn from that younger version of me? Is how deeply I could love. My love was boundless like I had no limits whatsoever about how deep I could love and it didn't matter if I just met you today or if you were in my life for many years just the people that I loved and how deeply I loved not only people but the earth but just my the depth of love I feel like now my more adult, it's so funny to even say that. My wisest self is a bit more cautious with my love, which is also beautiful lessons, right? But if I had to, you know, if she had a little gift, give me in my hand, this younger version that I could reintegrate fully into my being, that would be that. So I'm not putting the veil of shame on her anymore i'm not trying to hide her anymore i am being the how key attitude to her and to every single versions of my past whether my distant past past and my current past like what i didn't know two weeks ago two months ago six months ago And my invitation is for you to do the same, to not just listen to me talking about this process that is going on internally, but to also practice that with me. On top of that, if you can explore and bring your sexual energy to that, that is so damn liberating. I'm not even kidding. Being able to own your darkest desires and fantasies as fantasies, they don't even have to come true. You don't have to get there. But owning all of it, owning your light and the part of you that wants to fuck with God and, you know, be open to God through sexuality, that is very highly spiritual, very connected to the light and the highest vibration. While at the same time connecting with like lower vibrations. Um, not like lower vibrations lower vibrations but like darker things and knowing that they're both holy and sacred otherwise they won't exist like right everything is everything everything is god god is all there is so this dichotomy between light and dark is just a man-made thing we do and that can just bring so much liberation I swear you have to be a little bit brave I have to say because this energy of shame doesn't feel necessarily good in the body but again then you get a movement you get a breath a sound a movement a touch and you move that shit right and you bring some love to shame you're like okay cute you weren't trying to protect me all good I'm good now I can find a different strategy to evolve into my life right now. So with that being said, I wish you a beautiful rest of your day and I hope that you can embody a little more compassion, especially for yourself that you can then, you know, like spread everywhere around you. And I talk to you very soon or not, cause you know, I'm, I'm shifting a little bit the ways that I'm um, building my business. So I'm not as present as I used to, um, but I love you still. And I have beautiful things coming, and you can still obviously register for any of my online programs on my website. You also have the free digital ebook, um, Get Your Shit Together and Thrive. That's a very good one to explore some of your desires and and really getting your shit together but also starting to manifest your dreams using your eros etc etc and what else do we have i think for the moment that's it i have a few things brewing but i'm gonna just keep a little suspense right sending you so much love and we talk soon
0: and this is the end of another incredible episode thank you for your presence. I would absolutely love and appreciate if you could support the podcast by writing us a review or sharing it with a friend. Also, let's connect on Instagram and don't forget to visit the website for more in-depth coaching. Have a beautiful rest of your day. I send you all of my love.